again. Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, great to be with you, sir. Hey, good to be with you too, Dwayne. And I'm representing today. I had to do a shout out to my students in Bermuda. They sent me this awesome shirt. Um, so um, I, I told them I would wear it on the podcast today. So here it is. It's the Bermuda official island shirt. <laughs> so I thought so you didn't get, wear get, shirts in the island. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Well, that would be just wearing it to the beach. But uh, yeah, it's uh, they're good people down there. Really good. Awesome. We had a guy come up just recently this past weekend. I hosted a big tournament and um, he flew all the way out from Bermuda, competed. He did really well. And it's kind of cool to see people traveling in from other countries, you know, to be in our tournament circuit, which is exciting. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. That's the so way you come in from, right? Well, actually, Bermuda's not so far, really. I mean, it's only a two-hour, from New York, it's a two-hour flight. So it's only, it's a quick flight. But uh, anywhere where you're coming through customs and doing all that stuff to come in for the weekend. But a lot of Bermudians come from, uh, New, uh, come from Bermuda to New York to shop and hang out and spend time and, and so on. So uh, it's a kind of a common thing for them because it's such a close, close uh, flight. But anyway, so I'm excited today about our call because this is kind of what you and I do and, and, you know, how we became who we are or how we kind of still maintain what we do and, and so on. So you, do you want to kind of chat a little bit about the call itself? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and introduce it there uh, and, and uh, the reason why. Because you actually said, hey, I think this is a topic we need to talk about. Yeah, well, I actually promoted it on Facebook, and it seems like a lot of people are liking it and, and you know, inboxing me about about it. And and here's the interesting thing, um, you know, just because and – and I'll use this uh, as a, an analogy. Just because you can have a child doesn't make you a parent. I mean, it technically does, but it doesn't make you a good parent. Or technically being a good parent, meaning that, you know, being able to parent and do your best – uh, doesn't necessarily give you the skills to actually be able to parent at your best, if that makes sense. So there are a lot of people out there that are great people, and they love their children dearly, um, but they're just basically figuring it out as they go. You know, you ever heard, like, you know, that, that first kid? Um, my daughter was talking about it. She babysat for, for a lady. She has two twin boys, and she got there uh, getting paid 12 bucks an hour. The lady actually brought out a four-page front-and-back handout sheet of all the restrictions of what my daughter is allowed to do while babysitting. The kids are only allowed on their tablet for 20 minutes. They can only watch TV for 20 minutes. They could play checkers for 20 minutes. They're only allowed to have food between this time and that time. So Kiara was like a drill sergeant, and the kids hated her. You know, they didn't want to be around her because she was always shutting the movie off, shutting the TV show off, shutting off the game, stopping playing checkers. So it was tough. But, um, you know, this is sometimes parents, they do what they think is best for their children, when in reality, um, they may not have all the tools at their disposal to be the most effective they could be. Now, on the flip side, the same thing goes for a business. Just because you were a great martial artist or an MMA fighter or a UFC champion doesn't necessarily mean that you could run a successful school. And when I say successful school, I don't necessarily even mean um, money-wise, right? I mean a school that maybe stays open for a period of time, even if it's not making a profit, but it still has its doors open and gives the students the best that they could get in training or successful in promoting people and getting them to their goals, like Black Belt, if that's their goal. So there's many ways we could determine success, but it all is up here. It's all about that entrepreneurial mindset, and that's why I said the martial art entrepreneur or to the, the mindset of an entrepreneur, martial art mindset or entrepreneur. Um, so that, that's what I wanted to chat about a little bit about today. So do, do you have some things that stand out in your mind? Like if you could go back in time, Dwayne, and, <laughs> and all the mistakes that we made and we lost money on or we did wrong and, and now we know better, like I always say, if I only knew then what I know now, I would have been, you know, 10 times richer, more famous, more successful, happier, whatever the, you know, your determination of success is now. Um, but I had to go through those trials and tribulations to be able to be that person. Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. And um, I, I want to start with this quote, okay? And I went ahead and put it in the, um, uh, on the timeline so that people can see it. But it's by Emerson. And it says, you know, um, and, I, and I only learned about this from uh, Keith Hafner, but uh, mm -hmm. what a, it says, um, of what use to make heroic vows of amendment if the same old lawbreaker is to keep them? And huh. basically, um, 
in order to be and – and the reason this quote is so important, I think, is because in order for us to make the business the way that we want it to eventually be, we ourselves have to um, become the person first. It's not backwards. So it's not like, you know, the business gets to this level and then I catch up. I always have to be a step above or leaps and bounds over my business in order to make my business go. The rule of thumb is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're supposed to hire good people, right? And you should. You should hire really good people. But people will only follow you up to the level that you are at. And once they believe that, you know, they've reached your level and or beyond, they're not going to follow you anymore. And the same thing is with your business. Um, your, your business will only follow you as, as, as high as you are and to no further. And, and it is possible for your business to jump above you for a period of time. Um, and, but if you don't catch up and surpass it, then your business will not only drop back down, but will drop back down dramatically. And right. so I think, you know, the first order of business is that you have to become the individual that you need to be, not all at once. Um, it's a progressive thing, meaning if I need to learn how to market so that I can, you know, actually market to people and bring them into my school, right. then I need to right. become a marketer. And I will only mm -hmm. fill my funnel as, as much as I understand marketing and understand it to, um, you know, the best of my ability. And we should always be learning. So as an entrepreneur, we need to look at our losses as learns. So when we make mistakes, and we, you know, like you said, man, if I only knew back then what I know now, but I wouldn't have went through the mistakes. And so I don't right. know that I really would have learned it. Now, can you get on the backs of giants and do that? Like, you know, having one of us coach you? Um, certainly. But there still will be things that you personally will have to go through in order to make those uh, losses so that and turn them into learns for yourself. And I think that's really, really important. So I would say the number one thing is if you're going to set a system in place, follow the system. Make sure that if you're going to wake up at you know, six o'clock every single morning and be to work on time. I mean, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things for yourself is decide what time you need to be at work because we are self-employed and go to work, whether work is like, you know, my downstairs office where I have to, you know, come in, make sure that I'm here by X time uh, so right. that I'm starting my projects. Um, just because I am my own boss, I can push that red line. I don't have to, but see, there's the same old lawbreaker, like in the quote for Emerson, you know, when that same old lawbreaker um, shows up, how do I expect, um, and I'll put it on the screen here, you know, how, how can I expect to move forward if I am the one that, are, that is breaking the laws or breaking the yeah. principles uh, of success? And success has laws and it has principles that we have to make sure that we follow. And so when we say the entrepreneurial mindset, it's not an esoteric thing, um, this magical, mystical thing. There are solid uh, principles such as, you know what, get up in the morning and get to work on time. Well, you know what, I, I love everything you just said, and I agree 100%. I want to add to that, too, which we've discussed this in other, uh, you know, podcasts and webinars, is that the, the great thing about being self-employed is you're self-employed and you answer to no one but yourself. However, the bad thing about being self-employed, obviously, is that you answer to no one but yourself. Right. So if you want to take the day off, you can. If you want to be lazy, you can. If you want to, you know, stay home that day, you can. Right. You could do whatever and whenever you want. Uh, my, my little guy just jumped up on my lap right here. My, I, I put my headpiece. He pulled it out of my ear. But um, can you hear me? And he uh, pulls everything out. He's all tangled in it. Okay, there he goes. So anyway, um, so so that's the sad reality. If I go, I'm really tired today, I'm just going to take the day off. I can do it. If I have people in place that can cover me, I can. But does that mean that it's good for me? No. Does it mean it's good for the business? No. Um, so that's an issue. Uh, and, and I think so. So step number one, and I'm going to type this out, Dwayne, and, and hit send on the Facebook mess on the, you know, on the thing. So number one, um, you would say one important character trait is to, to determine, um, to determine a work schedule, uh, for yourself and don't deviate from it. 
Well, right? Would that? Well, would I, that would be say, I would say I would. I personally would say that's number two. Only be, I think number okay. one is stop. Stop being the lawbreaker. Okay, so let me write that. So stop being a law breaker. And what will we say? Of your own rules? Of your own? Well, uh, of success principles. Okay, I like that. Of success principles. Um, and then number two, oops, I hit hit return when I should have uh, hit hit the uh, hit the um, space bar. But I'm going to write right. that in. I'm going to edit. I'm going to edit the comment, and I'm going to write then. Uh, ah, just number put two. Put number two in the in the in the next one. Yeah, let me let me cut it out, and I'll steal it out of there. Okay, so that's number one. Boom. Okay, so that's up on the screen. So I wrote, stop being a lawbreaker of your own success principles or success principles, right? Not maybe your own, but success principles. Yeah, yeah. and and maybe maybe um, it would be important. And and those that are listening live, watching us live on Facebook. Um, you know, let us know, but maybe it would be important for you to um, ask, you know, if you, are you interested? Are you interested in knowing what the success principles are, uh, or at least right. some of them are? Or do you want us to move on to the next topic with regards to, you know, number two, you know, showing up to work? I mean, I, right, I think right. that that's one of, one of the success principles is you create uh, a, a work time for yourself, meaning that, you know, you're going to work from – uh, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning until 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and 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 that is the time that you're going to work on your business, yeah. except for the fact that if you have a morning class or two that you have to teach, of course you're going to teach those morning classes, but then you're going to start working on your business. And so you yeah. might even ask yourself the question, well, what a, what a, what I, what what should I be working on? Well, I don't know what you should yeah. be working on. I don't know where you're at in your business, but if you sit down – just sit down in the desk or sit down in a chair with your pen and your legal pad, right? We, I don't know about you, Allie, but I have tons of legal pads. Yeah, yeah. And just start writing things down that you need to be working on yeah. in your business. You know what it is. And then yeah. create those times. And so I think it's important, you know, to show up to work on time. Right. Um, and work on your business in those time frames. I also think here's another success principle. Let me just throw another one out. Well, before you can you remember it, hold on one second. Before you do so, what you're saying is, and this is what I want to um, to reinforce, is determine a work schedule for yourself and don't deviate from it. It's imperative to have stern work discipline in this schedule. However, most importantly, even for those people, like the people that I coach that have a school and they work full time, eventually if they turn over and they sell and they quit their job and they just become full time martial artists, just from the minutia of being there, even if you're not so focused and know what to do just by being at your business all day long. If your concept is to work on your business, even if it's cleaning, calling students, you know, marketing, going out, meeting people in your community, even if you don't have a real defined plan by putting in way more time into your business rather than some school owners that I know that are full-time, they don't show up to their school until four and classes start at 4.15. You could never grow your business or grow your school if you're just there teaching and doing the bare minimum. So that's what I'm going to put down as number two is uh, work on work on your business, on your business daily. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's number two. So what were you going to say, number three? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is I think it's important to only check email once a day, and I personally think that it needs to be done in the afternoon. So after you've done all of your productivity things uh, in the morning, uh, you go and you eat lunch, let's say at noon, and let's say you take an hour lunch. So at 1 o'clock, from 1 to 1.30 or 1 to 2 o'clock, you – answer the emails that need to be answered first. Um, so what do I mean by that? If you're a one-person show, those emails are your, um, your leads that are coming in from your website or where, what else, whatever it is, right? Facebook leads, whatever it is. You're following up on, on those. So it could be answering, um, uh, and, and, and I, I throw that in as social media as well. So let's say you take from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock and you answer the, the emails, try to set up the appointments, you uh, make your comments back on Facebook with regards to people that have commented on some sort of post um, or what have you. And I think you scheduled that. And, and with regards to that, one of the techniques 
is that you always want to um, those those um, things need to be uh, how do I want to say when you respond to emails you need to elicit a response. Are you typing there? I am. I'm typing the notes out on things that you're saying. Can it too loud? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's like it's pounding in my ear. I apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. No, I don't want people to hear that too. Okay, go ahead. Um, so when I when you know, when you respond to things like so, if it's a Facebook and somebody's asking you a question, you need to give them the answer, but then you need to ask a question or funnel it to in such a way that you you can make a phone call happen or a face-to-face interview happen or those type of things. Um, I hate going back and forth with the, um, the, 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 the emails. So it's important to say, you know, uh, you know, hey, thanks for the question. The answer is X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Uh, I'd like to, you know, schedule a time that we could, you know, further answer that question uh, in more detail. Um, um, you know, what I have an opening at this date, this time, this date, this time, which works best for you. And because it's important to do that, I, I, I don't have time to waste back and forth going back and forth um, because I'm, you know, uh, I, if I'm, I'm the one that's going to be, you know, checking the email, I personally, I, and, I, and I know people are, I personally, okay, so let me say this. I personally do not check the email with regards to our leads. I don't do it. Uh-huh. Because I have a staff that does it. But if I was the one that was doing it, I would check, I would check my email a little more often. So if you're one person show, yeah, maybe you do it at one o'clock and then you recheck it back at, you know, three o'clock before your classes start. I don't think you do any emails in the morning personally, just because, um, if you get a bad email, I don't care if it's you forgot to pay your light bill or somebody wants to quit and they don't like you. It just ruins the rest of your productivity day. In, uh, yeah. in my opinion. So I think that's a success principle that you should check your emails once a day unless you're a one-person show. Maybe you do it two or three times a day, um, but you quit. You uh, you don't spend a lot of time on it because they need to, the, 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 the emails need to be directed back to get an appointment or get a call or get a, somebody to walk in uh, and have an appointment to you live. I know that I'm boxing this up but hopefully everybody understands but, what I'm but no about. no i like that and and again i just typed it out but um uh, by the way someone uh that from my bermuda dojo the guy who runs it down there uh frank he just wrote nice shirt so i, I said and he didn't probably hear me in the beginning but i was doing a shout out to bermuda um uh, well on the shirt well, i but, was thinking he was talking about my shirt man yeah there you go <laughs> that's it it's a karate like thing that, you wouldn't understand <laughs> So you, you wrote, I, it's a ninja thing you wouldn't understand. Exactly. Um, I wrote down, limit your menial, menial tasks and time vampires, those things that steal from our time. Um, Dwayne uh, says, check email one time per day or limit it or limit it or limit it uh, to a few times, uh, times per day. So that those are important tasks and, and for people to understand. However, I, I, I would say too, Dwayne, is that um, it's pretty important for everyone to start thinking like an entrepreneur. And what do I mean by that? And we're, we're giving some tasks out. In other words, we're saying, you know, limit your email. That's a trait of an entrepreneur. Or, um, you, know, uh, you know, get rid of those time vampires. You know, those are the things that suck up your time. That's a trait of an entrepreneur, right? So, um uh, you know, the other thing that we said, which is on here, uh, you know, was, you know, uh, some of the other traits that we had. And, uh, you know, I think that those are all traits, like things you can do. Get there early. Work on your business, not in your business. However, sometimes it is a mindset. Like, for instance, self-defense is a mindset. I've seen martial artists that were unbelievably beautiful and amazing technicians in the martial arts. They could, they could perform techniques flawlessly um and this also goes in the law enforcement and the military industry where they could shoot and bullseye it every time however when it becomes real when it all hits the fan um they can't perform nearly at the level that they could when they were fully relaxed and no pressure and so on so the real question is is how do we cultivate the mindset of an entrepreneur how do we start to become uh, good at running our business and that those traits have a lot to do with 
education. I see you walked over to your bookshelf and you're about ready to say, um, you know, read these books. And that's a great thing. We kind of flew, flow right into the next thing where how does, how does school owners educate themselves? How do they jump back in and become students and do what you said before, bring their skill level up higher so that they're better at what they do so that they can perform it at a better rate, right? So you were going to recommend some books or give them some ideas? Yeah, well, I was going to say you need to feed yourself, okay? One of the ways that you feed yourself is with podcasts like this, okay? Mm -hmm. um, great, great books. You know, you talked about working, uh, and I said it too, but working in your business on, or working on your business, not in your business. That's all the principle from Michael Gerber's The E-Myth, right? Right. Um, if you haven't read that book, you need to read that book. Um, yeah. You need to read – not all of it applies, but I think you need to read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Um, anything by Michael Masterson, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, this is the reluctant This is the uh, reluctant entrepreneur skinny book, you know, but beautifully written. Um, anything, anything by Dan Kennedy. You want to get your hands on it and read. This yeah. is uh, the No BS Business Success uh, book. You know, you brought up about time vampires. That's uh, – that's in his time management book right here. Yeah. You know, on 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 uh, time management. If you want to learn how to market, get his direct response marketing book. Um, Dan Kennedy's one of the best. Are there others? Absolutely. And so you need to, um, I think, schedule a time every single day. Yeah. Who moved my cheese? That's a great one as well. Uh, somebody had just posted live on the Facebook. Paul did. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I think. By the way, I bought him and gave him that book. So. Uh... So I, that's good that he liked it, yeah. The whole concept is stop feeding your mind um, haphazardly, okay? Uh, feed your mind strategically. When we talk about this, next, because we talk about this, about what we call the next level school and a club mindset, um, having the mindset of an entrepreneur is all about doing things strategic. Well, that brings us right back to Emerson's quote. What does that mean? That means the fact that we stop being the lawbreaker and we stop doing things, you know, opportunistically and we start doing things strategically. What right. do I mean by that? Well, you schedule a freaking time that you're going to read books, um, right. that you're going to listen to podcasts, um, you know, or watch them live or whatever. But you actually, I think it's important that you, what we call, you schedule project time. And you already have process time that's, that's scheduled in your business. What do I mean? Well, process time happens for us tonight. Come, let's see, class tonight starts at 4 o'clock. So by 3.30, we're not working anything on project-wise, and we're going to go from 3.30 tonight until 7.30 tonight uh, because we're on our summer hours. We have shorter hours. But 3.30 to 7.30 tonight, that's all process work. What do I mean? That's where we're teaching classes. We're processing people coming in for their class or whatever. It's all process work. No project work is happening at that time. All, all of our project work, like my program director is at the studio right now. She's working from 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Uh, and, and it's all project work. She has Now, are there some process things that happen? Certainly. She's got to process this application or whatever it is. But that's part of her project time. Right. And for you as the school owner, you need to make sure that you are not trying to do uh, project work during process time or vice versa, meaning you're not trying to do your process work during your project time. So in the morning, let's say from 8 until noon is your project time. What projects do you have to do with your studio? Well, well, you should have written down a list of projects on your yellow pad of what you need to accomplish. And then you go, right. okay, uh, Mondays I have uh, classes that i got to teach from 8 to 10, so there's no projects going to happen at then. And really, come, I need about half an hour to kind of wind down from class to get my mindset where it needs to be, and then I can go from, you know, 10.30 to, to noon, and I can work on projects. Well, what can I get right. done in that time frame? Um, and, 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 you know, and maybe you stop all projects. Let's say this. Maybe you stop all projects at, at 11.30, every single day, and from 11.30 to noon, you read. You read for a half an hour every single day, Monday through Friday. Maybe you don't read on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I don't know. But whatever it is, and, and do I think they all need to be business books? No. Um, but I, do I think the majority of them should be? Certainly. You know, I read, where's it at? I read, um, uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm moving around here. Uh, where is it at? I, I, you know what? I will find it and post it up. But it was, um, ah! anyways, it was about um, cleaning your house, basically. I'm sorry that I'm, uh, can you still see me, Allie? Yep, yep, you're still on and we can hear you clearly, so we see you looking at the bookshelf. Yeah, I, oh my gosh. But it wasn't even a, um, it wasn't even a, uh, a business book is what I'm trying to say. And um, maybe I'll let somebody borrow it. Anyways, uh, I will, I will remember what the, um, what the title is. I'll look up the title. But anyways, um, it was, it was about keeping things tidy. You know, and what it did for me was the fact that, oh, my gosh, number one, I need to go into the studio and clean house, right? I need to, I need to clean house. I need to make sure that everything is, is uh, in order. Um, I even went through my, my drawers, and now I fold my clothing differently. I, 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 uh, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the Japanese uh, lady, and I can't think of her name right now, who wrote the book. I'm still looking around for it. But anyways, uh, it had nothing to do with a business book. But by doing those small things, um, it actually freed my mind up because I had, you know, clothes that were folded up a, a different way and, and uh, I, I couldn't see my shirts, right? Um, but this new way, all my shirts stand up on end and I'm actually able to see every single shirt in my drawer. I got rid of some things. Right. She talks about the fact that if you don't, uh, you know, if it doesn't bring you pleasure, and I never thought of it this way, you know, a shirt doesn't bring me pleasure. Get rid of it. Yeah. Right, and I threw threw stuff away, and so it actually freed my mind up. You know, often is the time we sit down and we go, you know, I got this project to work on, but uh, man, this this desk is a mess, and I need to organize all of this. And how many times have we had to organize things before we actually work? Right. Well, some people need that to free up their mind, right? Everybody does. Actually, it's been proven yeah. that that's that's the fact. And so I think it's important that you know, we get our crap together. You know, it, uh, it's important that uh, your desk and, and, and your, your tools should be actually thought about. And I learned this from, from uh, uh, Professor Keith, Keith Hafner, and I'm not a master at it. I still break the laws sometimes. I'm trying to be better with it. But, you know, your pens should be in a spot where your pens should always be. Your state right. should always be in it. You know, his, um, his staff one time teased him for the fact that uh, – it took him, I forget how long it was, I might be exaggerating, I, want, I don't want to say a week, but a, a few days to decide where the stapler was going to go. Right. Only because he actually thought about the traffic and how it works, and, you know, and, 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 but the principle is solid that everything should have its place. You know, every, what is it, the, 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 every, every place has its thing and everything has its place. Right. That's only part of it. The other part is, those things should have a place strategically. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to add to that. I mean, I have my desk in my house set up. I know exactly where everything is, right? I go to my office and I set up my desk similarly. And then my staff, who are three or four individuals who sit at that desk throughout the day, they always mess it up. And I come in and they think I'm a little bit of a freak and I, and I get annoyed. Why is this screwed up again? And I get really annoyed at them when they change things. And here's the thing. With me, like yesterday, I was there. I said, where's the scotch tape? And the one girl says, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I put it here yesterday. I put it right where it's supposed to go yesterday. Uh, I don't know where it went. Okay, well, that bothers me. And I get a little annoyed at that because now I can't find the scotch tape. And I have to go on a 10-minute mission or search to find the scotch tape. And it bothers the heck out of me. Um, you know, and the same thing goes for our remote controls. I come in some days to turn on all the monitors for all the TVs that we have throughout our lobby, and I can't find the Apple TV, so none of them have uh, anything showing on it. And I'm like, where is it? Oh, I don't know. There's only five or six people at that desk throughout the entire week. How, do, how does not any one, one of those five people know? So that's why if you have everything in a specific place and it's organized, it saves you that time and that headache and that frustration. So um, I agree with you 100%. So entrepreneurial mindset going back into it is understanding that, you know, you have to be systematized even in your personal life and in your business life. And by the way, that's why I developed the DNA report, which is that Excel spreadsheet for school owners that we give away on, on, on our program, where it literally tells the staff member what to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
week one, week two, week three, week four. And if there's a month with five weeks, it tells them exactly what to do. So there's never any guesswork when they sit down to say, well, what do I do today? Well, I look right on the sheet and it says two, four, six, eight, ten week calls or send out birthday party flyers or send out birthday invites or send out whatever. So these are all really important things and uh, it, it's exciting. I, I love that you just posted the book. I'm going to definitely read that, but I'm going to also hit return because I have it sitting in there. I have a website. It's a personal website, alialbarigo.com, but I have a section on there where I do book reviews. And here's why I think it's relevant, and I just hit send on there. Um, you could go to that website and look at it because on that one page, it starts in, 1989, in 1999, I believe it is. Let me go to it. Um, uh, 1999, and I started writing down all the books that I read. And you could see from 99, and I stopped doing it, but I just wanted people to see it till about 2000 and 2010. So it's a good 11 years that I posted all the books that I read. And um, if you could just see where my head was at as I was – and by the way, my school started in 1991 – I really started to succeed at around 1994. I was at my peak between this, you know, in these years at 1999 to 2000 and, you know, uh, 15, you know, 15, 16, where my schools were constantly on a high growth and I was really successful. So you could see like what I was reading and feeding my mind. So if you're interested in, in seeing that, it's right on this list. You know, like in, in 1999, I was into spirituality. I read The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama, Zen and Japanese culture, developing the leaders around you, um, The Book of Five Rings, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The Samurai Sword, Joy of Meditation, um, A Primer for uh, Freudian Psychology, um, an audition book on how to speak and audition and be in present. Um, Dying for Action by Jackie Chan, little fun there, Seven Years in Tibet, Tuko by Stephen Hayes, and then Mental Dynamics on Mind Mapping and Strategy, right? So um, you could see, like you said, it's about training your mind to think a certain way, to recognize a certain thing. And, and that's super important for people to understand. That's part of the entrepreneurial mindset, always being in search of self-improvement. Right, and we should always be learning. Um, you know, exactly. that, that, that's that's the thing. And I really, I personally believe in in just in time learning, uh, meaning that you know when you're writing things down on your legal pad, going, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, and then you go to yourself, oh my gosh, I don't really, uh, I don't know that I really understand how this works. That's right. You would go and go, okay, uh, let let me search for the books that I need to read on this. Let me search for the uh, coaches in our industry that know how to do this, um, it, you know, I, I, that's where it's at. And then you, then you uh, really, you know, you, you, you surround yourself with that. You learn it to the best of your ability. You create the system or systems that go along with it. And then you're like, okay, that's working great. Uh, now I can move on to the next thing. And yeah. so I really believe in just-in-time learning. And by the way, you know, it's kind of interesting. When I would talk to people 10, 15 years ago and I say, wouldn't it be cool if you had a place that you could go and just get all the information on any topic you ever wanted? Wouldn't that be really awesome? And people back in the day before the Internet, they go, yeah, that'd be really cool. I say, how about a public library? And they're yeah. like, really? you know, you can go to the library if you want to learn how to, you know, do anything. It's right there for you. And and then you could read about all the people who experienced it and actually did it. And then there's technical manuals. Well, now you literally, and I do warn you, though, not everything on the Internet is true, but you can search. And now more than ever, information is at the instantaneous touch of a fingertip, right? Google search, boom, and you could find out. My, my girlfriend and I and my daughter are quite often are like, oh, how old is Goldie Hawn? I type it into Google. How old is Goldie Hawn? It tells you her birth date, her date of birth, you know, how old she is, you know, how much she weighs, et cetera, et cetera. So um, anyway – it's pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah, let, let me, let's see, what do we have as far as questions for us, for us to work at work full time and then for ourselves, family, then dojo, what do you recommend as making time to accomplish projects or process time on lunch? Um, well, what do you think? You want to answer it and I'll answer it as well? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know if I understand the question totally. Um, well, Frank, Frank runs my dojo in Bermuda and it's not my dojo, it's his dojo, but we're, we're affiliated. And he's a full-timer that works uh, all day long, and he's like he does 
property management all throughout the island. Oh, of I okay, so, okay, and, okay. And then, of course, he drags himself to the dojo at the end of the day, fully exhausted after a 15-hour day, and he goes and teaches, and he's trying to promote it and grow the school and do all the things that we do as business owners, but he doesn't have a full-time dojo, but he's trying to grow it. I don't know Understood. if he's ever going to want to grow it to the point where he sell, you know, he quits his job, um, but at the same time, he still wants to have success in students, and how does he get that done? So that was the question. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't, I, I, I guess I'm trying to understand why you wouldn't want to do it full time, um, or if it's just yeah. a you know hobby. But but anyways, um, well, there yeah, is a I, mindset. I, there is a mindset on that in, in Bermuda. You know that martial arts, you know, is. Uh, is a is a small thing when in reality it's not true because when I ran my dojo and I had a dojo down there we had the largest school there and that, and they still ran that as a part time business um, and uh, if you ran it full time you certainly could make a living just like we do in the United States um, but it's very expensive the rent is very high a lot of things cut into the cost of things it's hard to get gear and you know weaponry and all that imported into the country but it could be done. Um, but, uh, I think honestly, my tip to him would be, um, like you said, write out the projects. Like, what are you going to do this week, Frank? What is the topic, um, that you, uh, um, you know, want to, uh, you know, work on? What is it? Are you going to market this week or are you going to market one day this week and the next week, you know, on another day, you got to lay out what you're doing right now. He's kind of in the thick of things. Like we call it being in the blender and he's kind of like running from one job and then going to teach. And he's really not strategically focusing on what he needs to do. You don't have to do everything that we do as full-time owners, but you do have to do stuff that's focused on growth and students and building and uh, the school. Um, and it could be three tasks that you're doing every week, but it's on the growth of the school. Right. That's that, that would make it easy on them. Yeah. Well, it sounds to me like, you know, it was back. It, it, it's, a, it's the same thing that when I was back in in, um, you know, when I was working full time and, and doing the studio and um, I, I did I did things after hours, you know. Uh, but see, I didn't have a family. I wasn't married. I didn't have a family. And so when the studio would close down at nine o'clock, you know, I would be there from, you know, nine to ten thirty easy just working on. Uh, working on the studio or learning yeah. things. Um, yes, I would take my lunch and, you know, I would continue reading a book at work uh, or, you know, this was, you know, before podcasts and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I, I would do whatever I could do on lunchtime to, to do that, knowing that at a period of time, it was only going to be for a period of time, then I could do it full time. Um, right. So I, I think, you know, what would need to be done is to, like you had mentioned, write things down, decide after you write down, then you really need to think about the fact, what is the most important thing that I need to do right now that's going to right, give right. me the best benefit uh, in my business? And so yeah, what priori you know, prioritizing, right? Prioritizing. Yeah. If, right? if it's, I need five more students in order to keep my doors open, then you, you darn well need to work on your marketing so that you can get right. that down. So you would right. work on that first. And you may have to trade off, meaning you might work on this project until it stops the bleeding, but it's not perfect, and then go to this next project. But only you and or if you have a coach can decide, you know, what is the most important thing for your business. And so I think if you're self-coaching, uh, which all of us do to some degree, uh, what I mean by self-coaching is, you know, you're answering your own questions and then you're going and you're reading different books and stuff like that to answer them or, you know, getting free podcasts and stuff like this. I don't want you to think that you just work on marketing um, until it's it's perfect because sometimes that isn't true. You work on it until it stops the bleeding and then you go to the next thing and then you come back to it because now this thing is at this next level. You know, now it's operating. You know, let's say you have three things that you really need to work on. Number one is marketing. And so you work on that till it's 80% and you're good with that. Uh, but then you do know that your sales needs to, you know, your salesmanship needs to happen. Maybe you need a phone right. script and a follow-up and blah, 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 blah. So right. then you work on that until it's 80% good. And then you go to, okay, now my retention sucks because now i got my, well, how do I make my classes better or how do I follow up on people right. to make sure that they're going to stay? And then maybe you get that to 80%. Well, once you have 80%, then you go into, you go back to, all right, now I'm going to go back to the marketing and I'm going to bump that up to 85 and then I go to the, right. um, you know, the other one, 85. It's kind of like some of those online uh, app games that you play and, and right. you know, uh, 
you, your your base is at level one, right? Right. And uh, you you play all you play, and you just keep upgrading all of your offense. And you have an awesome offense, right? You bring your offense up to level ten, but your defense sucks. You're still at right. a level one defense. And so I think it's important to gradually move things up. You know, so if you have the, the, the basic three areas of your business, one is marketing, two is on the floor, you know, your instructional piece, and three is your office uh, piece. And so I think you gradually move those up. Marketing, I believe, is always first. Um, and then you can make a decision on whether the, the floor or, um, you know, office is second, but then the other one is obviously third. And you incrementally make those better. If they're all 20% right now, you need to quickly move them all up to 30%. But you have to be, you have to be solely focused on one first and then move to the next because we do not multitask well. And so maybe that's what you do. I hope that uh, answers the question uh, efficiently for him. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I want to add two things to it. Number one is um, we quite often could get caught up in doing things habitually every single day, like uh, you get up and you drive to Dunkin' Donuts and you get your coffee. You go to the office and you sit down and you answer your emails. And then, you know, and then there's some, some habits that you may need to break. And I'm going to hit the uh, send button in a second on this. But remember, Dwayne, you and I have talked about this numerous times where um, I suggest just for people to try to analyze their habits is to journal their week. Right. And we've talked about this on many calls where if they and it's the hardest thing for people to do. So I suggest doing it for at least two weeks, because if they don't um, they don't do it, uh, you know, for more than a week, what they'll do is they'll change their habits to suit their list so that they look better when they read it back after week one. In other words, they lie to themselves and do it the right way for a week, and then they go back to their old habits on week two. So I suggest writing down everything you do from the minute you wake up, and I mean everything you do. Have a little notepad and write down, woke up at 9 a.m., went to the bathroom. I, I, no one needs the gory details, but went to the bathroom, fixed, you know, got ready, uh, 9.30, had breakfast, 9.30 to 9.40, drove to the school, 9.40 to 9.45, I did this. And, and literally write everything you do from the morning you wake up until the minute you go to bed and rest your head on a pillow. And then we, then you could go back in and read your entire week and you could highlight in certain categories what things are marketing your school, working on your business, retention of students, personal time, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll give you one example. I have a, a client that from years ago, um, we were doing this and we did it for the first week. He was like, I'm like, wow, you should be an ultimate success do another week and then do another week. And then by week three, I started to see his real habits. And I noticed this guy really wanted to be a guitar player and he played guitar a, a lot and was practicing a lot. When we figured out how much guitar playing he was doing during the week, he was doing between 25 and 35 hours of playing his guitar. And his school was really struggling. So I said, imagine if you cut that back to 10 hours a week and you put the other 15 to 20 hours into marketing your school. And, uh, you know, so we did that for quite some time, and all of a sudden his school started to rise because he didn't realize how much time he was actually wasting on things that were not important to his most important priorities, like growing his business. So quite often many school owners do that. They waste their time in the minutia of the day-to-day. Um, and, you know, you pointed that out with email. That was a big thing. A lot of times people like email. Oh, and then someone forward them a link. Click on the link. Now they're on Facebook because the cute puppy, you know, doing doing dance songs. And now you're off on uh, an ad that clicked into Facebook. And now you're down the rabbit hole of looking at drones and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I say that because that's what happened to me yesterday. My daughter sent me a funny puppy video. And I clicked on the video to the drone. And the drone took me to whatever. And now I'm I'm off somewhere else. And 20 minutes later, I realized 20 minutes has gone by. So um, I'm going to hit that, and I think people should journal. They should journal their um, their book and, and have a journal and write that down and see what they do on a week-to-week basis. And when you say journal, though, you, 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 you journal for that week, but it's not like right. they need to keep that up. Um, it's only right. for the fact that they need to see exactly what they're spending their time on. Yeah. Um, because we are good liars to ourselves. Exactly. We're, we're great at lying to ourselves. Well, that's funny. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, man, I said good. I should have said great. 
Yeah, but listen, you know, it's funny. I just had a meeting with my tournament friends today, and one of the guys has been doing martial arts forever. He's almost 70 years. And, you know, he's kind of like he doesn't really do social media marketing. And um, I said to him, I said, you know what, sir, you're not really the best at, at social media marketing. He got all freaked out. I have one of the largest schools. And, and he started to get angry. I'm like, calm down. You're, you're a great martial artist. You're just not really up to date on all the, you know, the things on social media. It's not your thing. You don't do it. You know, so don't be offended by it. But sometimes we, we, we can lie to ourselves and tell us we're amazing at whatever we're doing, yet we're not really good at it. And that's why there are certain people that are experts in their field that could help us. Um, you know, I'd certainly want to go to an, a real estate entrepreneur that has billions or millions in real estate and ask them about the ins and outs of flipping properties rather than, you know, asking the homeless guy who's living in a cardboard box or somebody who has been bankrupt 14 times or, you know, whatever. So I want to go to those people that are those experts and learn from them. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's really about us, uh, you know, finding out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And if we can't discover that, then... Like, you know, then what's the sense of it all? All the other stuff is a waste. Yeah, and it goes back to, real quickly, um, you know, we talk about the fact that you don't know what you don't know. Well, part of right. part of that is listening to, you know, podcasts like this, um, reading good books. You'll have those aha moments, and then you'll have a paradigm shift, which is important. Um, but that's only going to happen if you continue to grow yourself. And one way that you continue to grow yourself, like I said, as an entrepreneur, your mindset is that you need to have good information, right? Not crappy information, good information that's just flowing in on a consistent basis. And right. quite honestly, a, a, a strategic basis. Yeah. And, and Dwayne, don't you think too that I think that, um, that a good portion of the time um, you know, the interesting thing is you don't know what you don't know, right? So so that statement in itself is a perplexing statement, right? So, um, for example, like, uh, how could you know what you don't know? So at that point, like, if I never learned how to start a fire without a match or a lighter, um, and now I'm stuck in the wilderness and I don't know how to do it, I'm not going to be able to just figure it out on my own. I could rub sticks together all day long and they may not go on fire, right? So I need to learn how to do this um, uh, before. So I have to have some basic knowledge, either watching a video or getting someone to teach me. So, But you can't be upset with yourself if you don't know what you don't know. Like, for example, I had a mom the other day to tell me uh, – uh, that her and it, it it baffled me and I almost got angry. Um, and she said, uh, "You taught my son the technique wrong." I'm like, "Well, how do you know that? You know, like, how do you first of all even tell a sensei that they taught the technique wrong when it's their technique? Um, but secondly, is how would you know that the technique was wrong? Like, what gave you the authority or the understanding that you can have an opinion on that? Like, where's your knowledge coming from? So I consider that and chalk it up to ignorance, them not knowing what they don't know. They have no clue. They're just taking a guess or whatever. So we as business owners have to learn what we're missing first, right, and what we're doing wrong. Um, and quite often, uh, you know, there are people that, uh, you know, they don't have those basic skills because they don't have the knowledge. They've never learned it. It's not their fault, right? They just have never learned it. They just somehow thrust themselves into becoming a business owner, and now they're running a business and they're acting like as a business owner without the knowledge or the, the ability. So that's yep. just my thoughts, you know, keep on learning. Well, and I want to remind everybody that, you know, we, well, you, not me, but I, I agree. You know, we uh, talked that we're going to give everybody a free gift. Um, right. On this call. And so the free gift we just posted on there is the Martial Arts Business Manifesto. So you talk about the, the, the right mindset. You need to download this free report and listen to it So or uh, uh, and read it. Well, listen to it after, you know, as you're reading it. But let me give right. you some of the topics that are, that are inside there. Um, you know, one of them is the, you know, why we are, uh, excuse me, the, the reasons why most school owners struggle, obstacle, obstacles to your success, flawed design, um, frustration, hard work, and marginal results, uh, activity is not a business strategy. Um, what is your time worth? Do you know? Okay, and and really knowing what your time worth just is worth really puts a different mindset for yourself. 
the difference between activity and accomplishment, which we've all heard some of these phrases before, but the, uh, there's reasons why. Uh, the fast and easy way to increase your hourly rate. Business scalability and, and leverage brings the increase. Less is best. Um, you know, you're an untrained manager. Why you should be, uh, or, yeah, I mean, excuse me, how work should be done in your business. Um, thinking about your business differently, and, and, and I have in there, it's uh, metrics equals profit, profits. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, taking your business to the next level. And then lastly, you know, more money, more time off, less stress. And so, uh, and there's a few other chapters in there that I didn't, uh, didn't say, but it's a, it's, it's, I don't know, what is it? It's, it's a 27 page report that you could just bring into the bathroom with you and read while you're, you know, going number two in the bathroom. Um, right. And if you don't, and if you don't like the report, then you can use it to wipe with, right? Um, I'm just telling you the mindset, this goes on perfectly with the mindset that we need to have as entrepreneurs. So make sure that if you have not read this 27 page report, uh, that you get your hands on it. Allie, I think we exhausted this. Of course we could go into different uh, rabbit trails, but anything that you want to recap with? No, no, that's it really. And I love the fact that, uh, you know, that we, we are giving this away because again, it's, it's a, it's a great, great, uh, manifesto. I think that it's something that we should, um, you know, continually push out there. And, and it's like you said, it's got all of those things that we just talked about in it. So, uh, awesome. I'm excited about that. All right. Well, I just want to remind everybody that you can, um, access this podcast, uh, obviously here on Facebook at school or talk, but you can also go to school talk.com. And uh, you can su- subscribe to the podcast there. So whether you're on an Android device or you're on um, an Apple device, you can do both. All that information is there. And uh, there is a uh, there's two webinars that are still available for replay that are up there. One is on uh, advertising for your summer, but then also, um, um, you know, the other thing is the uh, uh, the six steps of implementation. Uh, is on there. Mm-hmm. What did Andrew just post live? What did Andrew just say? I don't know because I'm having a really weird time with looking at the Facebook feed for the school owner talk, and I'm looking at it, but it keeps deleting out uh, the posts. I, I don't know. Right, why. Yeah, I, I, I see it right here. here. Andrew, yeah, he says here, I just downloaded the manifesto. I'm going to measure my school now for the figures. Okay, yeah. And Andrew, let us know, uh, you know, what you thought about that. We have some metrics in there for you. You know, a lot of coaches, they talk about, you know, um, knowing your numbers and knowing the metrics, but sometimes in most cases, they don't actually give you the, um, you know, add this, subtract this, multiply this in order to get the answer. Um, right. And so we, we, you know, I think we think it's important to run things by metrics. Uh, then the numbers don't lie. So, Andrew, I'm right. looking forward to hearing you, what you have to say about your metrics with that. So, um, yeah, please, Allie's please get back to us again. on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Dwayne. Thanks for everything. Everyone, thanks for listening. All right, guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.